Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett. Brought to you by the Brazil Institute for Church Revitalization, Missional Engagement, and Leadership Development. An institute that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 107 of Revitalizing Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about four ways to tackle deferred maintenance in the church. The American church has a problem. It is aging. Not only is the attendance of members aging, but so are the buildings. Any revitalizer who has gone to a church faces the obstacle of deferred maintenance. Within an aging population and facilities, the one-two punch of deferred maintenance is killing the local church. So what should a church leadership team do if they find themselves in a situation where the deferred maintenance issues are swallowing up the church's budget? The easy answer would be run. But in all reality, God did not plant the church or call you as a leader to run from the responsibility of turning around the struggling church. There are four critical areas for evaluating the next steps as you begin to tackle deferred maintenance in the local church. And on today's episode, I want to break down that big idea of deferred maintenance in the local church. And the first major point is review the facilities from an inspector's perspective. When updating, there is a tendency to review the facility from a guest perspective. However, when a church deals with deferred maintenance, the church must not move towards patching jobs with too little money or expertise. It should begin investing in the long-term viability of the buildings and the ministry on the grounds. Many churches find themselves where they are today because the church set about solving matters with an in-house expertise that, let's be honest, at times did not have the resources or understanding of how to solve the problem for the long term. The patchwork of maintenance inevitably delayed the real fix to the problem that must be dealt with today. If you do not know what to do, bring in a general contractor or even a real estate inspector to review the facilities and provide an overview of suggestions that the church board can review with real-time cost. The assessment will help get the board to review the same data points simultaneously rather than what they might feel should be done. By taking out feelings and focusing on facts, the board can devise a plan of action to help the church begin to tackle the cries they find themselves in. The second major point is develop a plan to begin to solve the problems. Once the church knows what they are facing, the leadership team needs to rank the needs from critical to commonplace, with the major issues being dealt with immediately. The vital problems found in the inspection of the building might be hidden from most of the church, as it is a lot of behind-the-walls issues, such as wiring or even a new roof. And it will take all the leadership speaking together as one about why the needs must be addressed and how it will help the church in the long term. As the church team begins to lay forth the plan, the plan should be incremental as it assists the church in progressing forward one project at a time. It will take tactical patience and foresight for a church revitalizer like yourself to see the larger picture when others only see the project or the momentous challenges before them. As you rank each item, 
Begin championing the plan. Know there will be questions why one project is starting before the other, and your role will be to explain why is that and what needs to happen next. Your, your idea must be their idea and begin to proclaim the project's values and virtues to the larger church and reclaim the plan if it gets off track by other lay leaders. The third major point is stay focused and do not chase the fire. As the maintenance projects from the list begin to see completion, other unanswered questions or even projects will come to view. And well-intentioned people, maybe even some people on your church board or who's in charge of building and grounds or, or even just lay people in the pews, will try to pull the vision away from the project list and rank order to what most people are talking about. The mission creep will destroy any positive momentum and derail future plans. I want to encourage you to stay focused. Do not allow a person, a staff member, a lay member, a board member to be the loudest voice and to be that fire. And don't allow them to get in the way of God's plan for the local church. Sadly, too many churches fail, not because they do not have a plan, but because they do not work the plan. There will always be projects that could take the number one spot on the work order list. But when you work the plan and not the program working the church, the project list will be completed and the people will see the results and will be willing to invest in future projects. Staying calm in the fire and directing the team, that's your staff, board, or even lay members, to maintain the course while you feel the church's concerns will enable the church to see better days through a solid structural and financial footing. Your goal as a revitalization leader should be to put out the fires, not to spread them. The fourth of the major four ways to tackle deferred maintenance in the church is to review where you cannot cut to invest. Let me say that again. Review where you can cut to invest. With the project list developed and ranking of what projects will go first, the issue of how do we pay for these projects will most likely come up in conversation. As a leader, you must help the church board, lay leaders, church staff to see the broader picture by walking, walking them through the current realities of where the church finds itself. At this stage, they must know the cost of deferred maintenance, the cost of repairing them, and where they find themselves financially. Let's be honest. This stage is the death stage. The people must die to the image of who they thought the church was and where it is today to rise in Christ's vision for the church in the future. As part of this stage, the budget has to be updated with adjustments to prepare to increase ministry in the future. This is going to be painful, and painful cuts might have to be made to staffing, programs, or other ministries so the church can invest in the future by fixing deferred maintenance issues today. In essence, no more kicking the can down the road. By evaluating today, you create a new opportunity to minister in a new way tomorrow. Once the church board or leadership team backs this plan, this must be explained over and over and over again to church members as the shockwave of change reverberates 
And let me just pause and say, you may have to go back to your church leadership team and your church board and explain it to them that they voted for this. These are the steps. Don't allow anyone to set fire to what the plan is and let's work the plan. This is not an easy stage because some members will leave, staff members will be deleted, programs will be eliminated, and others will disagree loudly at the differences that they have with the plan. But let me encourage you, hold steady as you help the church right-size from the deferred maintenance nightmare and watch how God restores what could have closed the church. What you are doing today matters more tomorrow than it does today. Don't allow a negative voice, a negative person, a negative view to get in the way of what God wants to do tomorrow, next year, and in five years from now. Deferred maintenance does not have to kill the church if the leadership is willing to address the issues head on. And that takes reviewing the facility with fresh eyes, it's developing a plan of action, staying focused during the process, and investing in the future. My friends, in church revitalization, this is the most critical year. The most critical thing that you can do is tackle deferred maintenance. Don't allow a budget number to scare you from what God wants for you and your local church. Thanks for listening to Revitalize the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett. If you liked what you heard today, would you be willing to share it with your colleagues or your local leaders inside your church? Why don't you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode that comes out? As always, my friends, I believe in you. I'm praying for you. Have a great week.